You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. All right. Thanks for joining us for our latest podcast. And we're just kind of doing uh, an end of July update today as we kind of get some new news here as it relates to the economy and, and markets are reacting to that a little bit. It's July 30th, and it was reported today that we have a historic decline in GDP. Uh, the U.S. economy contracted an annualized 32.9% in the second quarter, which is actually the largest decline on record. This was a little bit below consensus forecast, but um, not surprisingly, a sharp decline in consumer spending on services was one of the main contributors to the decline. But really, the weakness was widespread across all of the economic sectors. Non-defense spending by the federal government was an important exception. Uh, That was growing at an annualized 40%. But if there's a silver lining here is that GDP is looking backward. Uh, Data suggests that the decline is actually behind us. And we covered this a bit in our last webcast. And the economy actually expanded in May or June. And the Bloomberg surveyed economists' consensus for the third quarter growth sits at an annualized 18%. So we, we knew a big contraction in GDP was was coming. And this is the measure of economic growth, right? And so there is there is no doubt we've been in a recession that was declared a while back. Uh, we are very likely still in a recession and we knew we were going to get ugly GDP data here uh, as we get into the third quarter of the year. Uh, we knew the second quarter GDP was going to be dreadful. Uh, there was a consensus near of a nearly 35% drop and this awful number was as almost as bad as advertised where we we contracted nearly an annualized 33% in the second quarter. So the question now really becomes where do we go from here and there is a similar to the consensus of the huge drop um among economists that we we're going to have in the second quarter, there's a pretty stout expectation that third quarter growth is going to rebound. Not enough to get us back to where we were at the beginning of the year, but rebound nonetheless. Um, a lot of this is going to depend on how uh, economies and states are able to open up as we still continue to battle this kind of recent influx of coronavirus uh, infection and hospitalizations. But um, I think we can essentially agree here, or many people are agreeing that we are going to start seeing some rebound here in our economy uh, in the third quarter. And we've already started seeing that expansion in May and June, as I mentioned. So GDP wasn't the only information that we got here uh, this week. Um, We also found that jobless claims remain stubbornly high, and we also had a continuing claims uh, jump. So filings for initial jobless claims came in lower than expected at 1.43 million for the week ending July 25th, but it actually edged higher on a week over week basis. And so continuing claims increased to 17 million for the week ending July 18th from 16.2 million the week prior. And this is coming from Bloomberg and the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. So the plateau in claims in recent weeks and the uptick and continuing claims really underscores the long road ahead for 
recovery in the job market. We don't need the numbers here to tell us that a lot of people are unemployed and it's very it's very easy for an economy to shed jobs when things are going sideways, but recovery takes longer. And so even though markets can have a V-shaped recovery in theory or a faster recovery as investors look forward, just because the market is recovered or the economy is recovering slowly doesn't necessarily mean that jobs are going to recover in the same way. And we're seeing this in the numbers. As the economy improves, jobs will grow. Um, but there's also some question as to whether or not the, the businesses and the small businesses that were open and employing people before coronavirus hit are even going to be around to offer these people their jobs back. And for companies that are around to offer these people their jobs back, they may be retooling in a way where they're able to run more efficiently. Um, they may be all able to automate, whether it's through software or robotics or whatever it is, to be able to um, streamline things where they don't have as many people. So those jobs may not be there to go back to. So that's another kind of concern here. And so we'll need to wait and see and be patient it's very likely that it's going to take years to get back to that low kind of 4% unemployment rate that we were at not all that long ago because that's recovery and jobs takes some time. Um, but this is something that we need to keep watch of. LPL Research recently asked a question, the harder they fall, the faster they rise. Uh, and it actually relates to, to GDP across the globe. So Economists are seeing much larger declines in GDP in Europe this year than in the US, Japan, or China. Consensus GDP contraction in the EU of a negative 8.1% in 2020 really reflects that economies were weaker in Europe coming into this pandemic and shows more strict lockdown measures that were implemented very early on. So given these sharper declines that we are seeing out of the EU, and Europe's relative success in actually containing COVID-19, the European economies might actually see a stronger recovery later this year and into 2021. I know LPL research still favors the US and Japan over Europe, but the gap seems to have really started to close. And, you, and you're even seeing this kind of, uh, even with not just uh, emerging markets and, and uh, investments in Asia, but also in Europe, we're really seeing this international kind of rebound as countries that have done a better job of flattening the curve, getting a handle on this virus, and therefore beginning to reopen, uh, really starting to take off a bit more. So it will be interesting to watch how the U.S. rebounds from this, not just as far as the economy is concerned, but with the markets as well, in relation to other economies around the globe. Because as I've mentioned so many times in the past, this is not a financial crisis like we experienced in 2008. This is a public health crisis that has then caused a recession because of these slowdown or because of these lockdowns. And that recession was then reflected in stock market in, in various markets, not just the U S stock market. So something to keep an eye on. If the public health crisis led us down this path, then the answer is going to be coming from solutions to the public health crisis. And in countries where they've done a better job of this, we might be seeing more of a bounce back. So this is going to be, especially in the EU, it's going to be a combination of um, success in controlling the virus and allowing businesses and schools and governments to reopen. Um, but also, you know, economies also work a bit like a rubber band where you pull too far in one direction, you're going to get snapped back in the other. And it goes both ways. If it's a bit overextended, you'll see a pullback. If it's pulled back too much, you'll see it rebound. And so I think that's really the expectation, at least out of LPL research uh, on Europe. 
We'll wind this down just with some uh, quick update on COVID-19 news. New cases were basically flat as of Wednesday on just a week-over-week basis at about 70,800. The seven-day average of new daily cases actually fell 3% week-over-week and is down from a 6.2% the previous week. And this is coming from Johns Hopkins. Despite that, tragically, the U.S. death count surpassed 150,000 following new daily highs here in California, where we are, in Florida, and in Texas. So cases in Japan are rising as well, which is actually sparking a discussion of renewed restrictions while Australia, India, Spain, and the UK continue to try and flatten their curves. And so as we get through this, it's going to be interesting to see, um, even though new daily cases have fallen, um, my old law school professor always used to say that you need to slice the baloney thinner. And so where it may be falling in certain areas of the country, it may be rising in other, in other places. Um, and it, how we, this is really going to affect how we reopen and whether or not um, we, we are able to address, quite frankly, with schools, the childcare crisis that we might be facing uh, as we get into the fall. And we're also heading into flu season, which causes people to be inside and transmit anything more, really, the common cold, the flu, and perhaps even coronavirus. So um, some uncertainty as we head into the, the last few months of the year. So I hope you appreciate and enjoyed this quick update. Um, Markets are down today as I record this really on the GDP news, which shouldn't be any real big shocker. Um, but even even then, over the last five days, most of the indices are higher on the week. And so um, we'll keep an eye on things, of course. Check back for with us on our next podcast where Steve Jolly and I are going to tackle what the heck is going on with gold. So thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next one. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.